Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. All right, well, hey, good morning. We're so excited you're here today as we are celebrating Christmas and uh Man, it's just an incredible honor. Just thank you so much just for the gift and just uh, wish you a Merry Christmas as well. And just it really is just an honor to, to serve with you guys, to serve alongside you all. And, and it's just to be a part of your journey, be a part of your story. And just love to just get a little snippet of, of Jeremy's snor- story in there as well. And, it, and it's incredible. And this is why. It's because God takes us there, right? We just, we just have to hold on. And, and I just love holding on and, and being able to see what God's doing and see the journey that he takes us all through. So and I'm excited the journey's kind of taken us through in this season as far as the church. We've got some amazing things coming up. So again, as you saw, Caleb's going to be uh, doing a, series, a message entitled Mirrors next week. It's just going to be a great time to, to reflect See, see what he's doing there? To reflect back on this past year. And then we're going to be, beginning of the year, we're going to be jumping in a series entitled This Is Us, where we're really going to look at, at as a church where, we, where we've been, look at kind of who we are, what we're supposed to do, what we believe in, and, uh, and where we're going. I mean, God's got some incredible things in store, so I'm pumped for that. But I'm also pumped for Christmas, and again, we are right in the middle of our Christmas series, and we're right in the middle of Christmas time now, too. So tomorrow we have our Christmas Eve services at 3.30 and 5, and it's going to be an amazing time just to, to worship God, to celebrate the fact that He gave His Son for us. So I want to challenge you again to, to mark on your calendars, to write those down, bring your family, bring your friends. We do have family pictures as well, so come early. We have pictures at 3 o'clock, uh, we'll have free family photos at 3 o'clock, and then also at... Um, 4.30, so half an hour before each service, so make sure you're here for that. But we're in the fourth week of this series entitled The Star, and what we've been doing throughout this series is we've been kind of on a, on a journey together where we're following the star, which really leads us to the ultimate gift of Christmas. And we're in this season, again, it's known as, as Advent, which is actually just a, a Latin word, which means the coming which means that we're right now, we're in the season of, of the coming of Jesus and the celebration, the fact that God sent his son for us. God sent his son to live a perfect life, die on a cross, and to be risen again so that we could be connected with him. All right, so right now, we're in a season of celebrating the Messiah. We're in a season of celebrating the Savior of the world. And again, just like the, the wise men, they followed the star, just like the shepherds followed the star, we're following the star as well. But the good news is that the star points to who Jesus really is. It points to, to the true star of life, the light of the world. Again, we're reminded of this in our main scripture, which we've been going through each week, which is in John chapter 8, verse 12. So if you have your Bibles, go where with me to John chapter 8, verse 12. And as always, if you don't have a Bible, we always challenge you to, to download the Version Bible app. Just an incredible resource to take with you wherever you go. You can put it on your phone, put it on your tablet, and there's amazing reading plans that really can get you reading your Bible every single day and strengthen you in your walk with Christ. But in John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus is talking here. He's talking about who he is, and he says this. He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Through Jesus, we have the light of life. Through Jesus, we never have to walk and darkness. And through Jesus, we have, some, we have some incredible access to some amazing gifts that he gives each and every one of us. Gifts of hope, gifts of love, gifts of joy, and gifts of peace. And this week, what I want to do is I want to spend some time, I want to talk about the gift of peace. 
And I want to talk a little bit about peace and how we can experience who Jesus is and what his peace truly means. Truly means. But before we do that, let me just jump in. Let's get a little bit interactive and let's just think about peace for a minute. And when we think about peace, what do we think of? I think for many of us, we probably think of silence, right? We equate peace with silence. We equate peace with, uh, with really the, the absence of noise in our life, especially for those of us with kids or uh, spouses that act like kids, right? We equate peace with silence because there's times where we just want some silence. In fact, you've probably yelled it before, just give me some peace and quiet for crying out loud, right? I yelled that this week at my kids, like the day after, so Friday, they were released from school and it's the Christmas vacation time. So listen, like they are completely insane. I found myself yelling at them, just give me some peace and quiet, right? I think many of us, we equate peace with quiet. So what I want to do is I want us just to try this out, right? So what we're going to do is we're going to take a moment and we're going to be completely silent. Like no talking, no pins dropping, nothing. So we're going to try this right now because this is going to be fun. So you guys ready? Right now we're going with some, a couple moments of complete silence. Ready and go. Made it just enough to where it's awkward, right? But see, that's the thing. For some of us, we think the silence is peaceful, but for others, we're like, oh my goodness, that was terrible, right? That was terrible. Well, those of us those kids were thinking, oh my goodness, just be quiet. Please don't scream at this moment. Please don't scream at this moment. Don't drop my cup. Don't drop my cup. Did I turn my phone on silent? I don't know. Oh my goodness, right? It wasn't really a moment of peace. It was a, it was a moment of, a, of awkwardness. It was a moment of panic almost. But I think many of us, for some of us, we think peace is, is that lack of, lack of noise. It's the absence of that distraction. For others of us, we probably think that peace is a, is a form of calmness, right? We may equate peace with a, a sense of, of stillness in our life, right? This sense of tranquility, this sense, this feeling of calmness. So again, let's get a little interactive, and now you're going to continue to play along with me if you would. But what I want everyone to do now is I want you to close your eyes, right? With everybody's heads bowed, closed, eyes closed. No, not just eyes closed eyes closed, and now I want you to clear your mind completely. And then what I'm going to do, you're going to take a deep breath, and then I'm going to count to 10, and then you're going to exhale. So eyes closed, inhale in, deep breath, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Exhale. All right, you can open your eyes. How many of you felt some calmness. How many of you felt a little bit peaceful, right? How many of you thought, like, this is super weird? What are we doing in this church right now, right? <laughs> How many of you were nervous because you don't trust your neighbor, and with your eyes closed, you have no clue what's going to go on, right? <laughs> How many of you didn't trust me, right? <laughs> Dude, you have good reason not to trust me. I like to play a game with my kids. It's called, let's go run in the, in the forest. So I have them close their eyes and say, okay, act like you're running through a forest as fast as you can. And then I smack them on the head. Nope, you hit a tree. <laughs> Listen, I'm a little messed up, but that's all right. But for some of us, we think that peace is really a feeling. And we think it's this feeling that has this lack of worry, this feeling that has this, this absence of stress, this absence of, of any type of agitation, right? That's the, that feeling of calmness, and we think that's what peace is. I'll give you one more. For some of us, we think peace is, this, uh, is getting along with everybody. 
Right? We view peace as really this form of unification where everybody's in agreement with one another, everybody's living in harmony, everybody's happy to be around each other. Like It's just getting along and living in one accord. So what I want you to do now is I want you to turn to your neighbor, and you're going to, I was going to have you shake your hands, but I actually want you to, to fist bump your neighbor. And this was interesting in first service because my parents are in this first service, and I've never seen my parents actually fist bump each other before. So it was pretty cool. But what I want you to do, because of the germs and stuff, I just want you to fist bump your neighbor. And we're going to get a little crazy here, and you can smile at them and say, man, I'm so glad you're here today. Welcome, okay? So go ahead, fist bump your neighbor. Awesome. All right, now we're going to go back to silence. <laughs> so, so for many of us, though, some of us, we might have thought that was awesome, right? That was that feeling of getting along with one another. For some of you, though, you were like thinking, like, that was the greatest thing ever. Like, I can't believe we got rid of the, the meet and greet during service. So this was great. I love to fist bump my neighbor. Others, like, that are introverted, you're thinking, like, that's my nightmare. Like, that for you was, like, the reason why, like, that's why I, did, that's why I don't like going to church, because somebody makes me a handshake somebody, and it's awkward, Right? But for some of us, we think that's what peace is. It's this feeling of getting along, right? This feeling of everybody coming along together and being unified together. Really, it's this, the absence of conflict, the absence of, of fighting. And I think, really, if you look at it, we have many ideas of peace. And really, we chase after these ideas. Really, we're on this journey to, to even to get peace, to, to make sure we have it and experience it in our lives. I mean, think from, like, from a young kid, we're taught to seek after peace. I admitted this in first service too, but it was weird. But growing up, I used to watch the Miss America pageants, right? And one of the things that they always said was the fact that they, would, they were what they want. They wanted world peace. I think we all want that, right? It's something we're all after, something we, we're all chasing after. So if you think about it, we do things in our lives that create this. I mean, for silence, what do we do? We have noise-canceling headphones. You think about the cars that we have. Technology and cars, they're making the cabin so they're quieter and quieter so you hear less road noise so that you experience some quietness, so that you experience some peace. I think we seek after calmness in our life. Right? There's multiple breathing exercises that people do to, to remain calm. Uh, you can do yoga. You can do all sorts of things. Listen, if you're into the, uh, into the essential oils games, there's like all sorts of mixes that you can do. And like, listen, I don't know. I still think that all that stuff is flammable when you can blow something up. But I think for any of us, we chase after this, right? Many of us, we chase after getting along. So we, we try to minimize any type of conflict because we're on this journey towards peace. But just as the stars led us to Jesus in all parts of this journey, I want us again to look to the star, to look to Jesus, to look to the light of life because the truth is Jesus is the gift of peace. Jesus is the gift of peace, but he's also the giver of peace as well. In fact, he said this in John 14, 27. It says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives, so do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. In this passage of Scripture, Jesus is saying that he's peace, and he's leaving it with his disciples. It is the gift that he's giving to them. What's incredible is during this time, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he's explaining to them about his death. He's talking to them, and he's telling them that he's going to die on a cross. Right? That's the way he's going to die. And not only that, he's telling them, he's saying that one of you is actually going to betray me. So to his closest followers, to his disciples, he's calling them out saying, one of you is going to betray me, which is going to lead to my death on a cross. So this is what the disciples are hearing. 
And then Jesus continues, and he actually talks to, to Peter, who's one of his closest followers, and says, you're going to betray me. You're going to deny me three times. So here they are. They're hearing all this information. For them, this is like earth-shattering. This is like breaking them. They're thinking, like, how can this be? Like, our leader, the person that we're following, the person that we're going after, is going to die on a cross, and we are the cause. Right? This caused them some anguish. This caused them some pain. But here's Jesus, and he's saying that even in this moment of panic, and even in this moment where you're freaking out, even in this moment where everything's coming together, that you will experience peace. You experience peace through Jesus. See, Jesus began to comfort them, and he comforted them with a promise of the Holy Spirit. He comforted them with the promise of peace, even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of of bad news. Even in the midst of this terrible decision, he promises this gift of peace, and he says, do not be afraid. Again, this is a theme I think we've seen throughout this series. It's this underlying promise that we don't have to be afraid, right? It's a challenge for us, but it's also some words of encouragement. So again, if you're here today, if you're in the middle of a terrible situation, if you're in the middle of a storm, if you're going through something, if you've heard bad news, Jesus wants to offer you the gift of peace, because that's who he is. He's the giver of peace. And he goes beyond any way we could ever define peace, right? His peace goes beyond just silence. His peace goes beyond just, just a feeling of being calm. His peace goes beyond just getting along with others, right? His peace is a peace that we can't even understand, and he offers it to us. In fact, Paul writes to us and to, to the letters and to the Philippians, and Philippians 4, 7, and he really writes to us as well to show us the true peace of who Jesus is. Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It is a peace that goes beyond our understanding. Again, if you remember last week, we ended our message. We ended our message with Philippians chapter 4, where it challenged us to live in the gift of joy. It said, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. And today... Paul continues on, and he wants us to live in peace. But it's a peace that goes beyond anything we can grasp. It's a peace that transcends all understanding. It's the peace of God. And here's what I want us to walk away with about this. Here's what I want us to, to even get a little bit of a glimpse of. The big idea for today is this, is that peace is not the absence of trouble, but rather the presence of God. Peace is not the absence of trouble, but rather the presence of God. And the presence of God goes beyond anything we could ever comprehend. The presence of God goes beyond anything we could ever understand. And again, it's not about the absence of anything, but it's the presence of God. It's the presence of Jesus. It's who Jesus is. I mean, again, Jesus promised his disciples in, in John 14, 27. He promised them his presence. He promises the presence of the Holy Spirit. And because of that, they had peace. Again, they were in the midst of trouble, but he reassured them. He reassured them with peace. And I think as we count down, as we count down to the birth of who Jesus is, as we count down to the celebration of this, his birth is a great reminder to us as well. See, I think there's many Christmas card images. There's many songs that we even sing that remind us that, that the birth of Jesus is peaceful, but they paint it in a little bit of a different picture. I mean, tomorrow night we're going to sing, we're going to sing Silent Night together, right, which talks about this peaceful moment when all was calm and all was bright. But let's just be honest. If there was a calm or bright moment, it was only for a little 
little moment during the birth of Jesus. Right? The birth of Jesus was, was, really, was really similar to all birth stories, right? There's some craziness. Like there was a hot mess. If you look at it, it's crazy. When you look at Jesus, he was born in a manger. He was born in a barn around animals. Right? Think about this. This was not a peaceful moment. Mary's most likely yelling at Joseph. Joseph's most likely yelling at anything around him just to yell at something else because of the frustration there. There's dirt everywhere. It's dusty. It's overcrowded. It's filled with animals. Everything's going on. Like it wasn't quiet. It wasn't calm. But this is where peace showed up. Think about that. Think about that. Visitors started coming there immediately, right? There was no gatekeeper there to keep anybody from coming in. They just said, oh, hey, Mary, how's it going? Here's Jesus. She's exhausted, didn't want anything to do with it probably, but they're there and they're bombarding her. And this is the moment when the Prince of Peace showed up, right? This doesn't make sense in our minds, but the Bible in Luke 2.14 says this is where the angels proclaim peace on earth to those whose favor rest because of who Jesus is. Because as Isaiah 9.6 states, he's the Prince of Peace. See, peace isn't a feeling. Peace isn't just a sense we get. Peace isn't even an action. And it's not the absence of anything. Peace is a person. And it comes through Jesus Christ. It's found in him. It's found in God. And it's the gift that we're given. It's the gift that we're given through the birth of Christ. This is why we celebrate Christmas. Peace is not the absence of trouble, but rather the presence of God. And because of Christmas, we can experience his presence each and every moment. Right? Understand this. Even in his presence, yes, we will still have trouble. Yes, there will still be disagreements in our life. Yes, we'll probably still fight with our spouse. Yes, we'll still have disagreements with our kids, with our, with our cousins, our siblings, our parents. We'll still have these things that are in our life. Right? There's still going to be failures in our life. There's still going to be stress. There's still going to be loss. As Christmas comes, I think this is a time that really reminds us of all these things. This is Christmas for many of it. It could be a hard season. In fact, it is a hard season because it even magnifies these pains. and It magnifies these, these troubles. It magnifies all these things. And what I think too many times we do, I think we look for the peace in the absence of something rather than the presence of someone. And when we do this, we miss out. We set ourselves up for disappointment. And when we look for peace in the absence of trouble, we end up getting knocked down by life over and over again. We begin trusting our circumstances more than God. And again, I've done this before. It's a daily struggle where we do this. I've done this before. We all do this. But we're missing out. We're missing out what God has for us. We're missing out on who God is and what he wants us to experience. Because the gift of peace, his gift of peace, is bigger than everything around us. And here's what's incredible. His gift of peace leads to our hearts and minds being guarded. Leads to our hearts and our minds being protected. Right? His peace is really a protection for all of us. Now understand this. It's not that bad things won't happen. It's not that we won't experience bad circumstances. It's not that we're not going to go through situations that, that really will be tough, right? That's not what it is. But what it is is a protection. It's that when we go through those things, we're going to be guarded. That when we go through that difficult circumstance, when we go through that situation, when we hear that bad news, our hearts and our minds will be guarded. 
Again, Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Imagine that. Imagine having your heart guarded by Christ. Imagine having your heart guarded by Jesus. What this is, this is like this incredible superpower that we get. This is this incredible superpower that keeps us experiencing peace. It's the superpower of being unoffendable. Imagine that. Imagine being unoffendable. Imagine as you sit down for dinner, Christmas dinner with your family, and your knucklehead cousin says something stupid because they will because it's your knucklehead cousin, and they say something that really cuts to the core because they know everything about you, and they're just digging at you. Imagine going into that situation instead of being offended, instead of being hurt, imagine being unoffendable. Imagine experiencing peace. Imagine having your heart guarded at that moment. Imagine instead of resentment, instead of unforgiveness, instead of anger steaming up, imagine if you experienced peace, right? That's what it is to have our mind guarded. Imagine being unshakable. That's what peace is. It's the superpower of being unshakable. See, imagine regardless of what life throws at you, imagine whatever news the doctor may say, whatever news your, your kids may come to you with, Whatever news you get when you go to the bank and realize there's nothing in there, whatever news you get, imagine being unshakable. Imagine still experiencing peace. Instead of brokenness, imagine experiencing peace through it all. That's your heart being guarded. That's your mind being guarded. Listen, not cold, not turned off, not shut off, but guarded. And listen, it happens. It happens in the presence of God. See, peace is not the absence of trouble, but it's the presence of God. That means when we're upset. That means when we're worried. That means when we're going through it, we can ask for God's help, and his peace will fill us because Jesus is the prince of peace. It's who he is. And God gave it to each and every one of us. That's why we celebrate Christmas. And we can all experience this gift. We can all experience this gift of peace. In fact, Paul even wrote the instructions for us. If we back up in this passage of Scripture in Philippians 4, we, this week's verse was 4-7, last week's was 4-4. Was four, four. If we go 5 and 6, we see this instructions that Paul wrote to the Philippians and he wrote to us as well that allows us to experience this peace. And it says this, it says, Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation... By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So as we read that, there's five things that jump out to me. Five quick takeaways that I want to give you today. And I know five is a lot. Five's probably a little overwhelming. So I'd actually challenge you to listen to all five, but take the one that resonates the most. Take the one that you feel like you struggle with the most and apply it to your life this week. So number one is this. Be gentle. Verse five again says, let your gentleness be evident to all. Be gentle. See, I think how we react and how we respond to things is how people react and respond to us. I think a lot of us, we're not experiencing peace because we bring it on ourselves. Truth is, a lot of us are harsh. And when we're harsh, we bring that harshness right back to us. So let me ask you, are you known for being harsh or gentle? For some of us, we need, to, we need to use this first step and we need to apply it. 
For some of us, that's a terrible question to ask ourselves because we know the answer. Listen, I include myself into this. Last week, I shared a crazy story how I respond a little harsh sometimes, right? There's times where, where I respond without thinking. There's times where I respond without really thinking through the whole process and thinking about where the other person is. And because of that, there's anger directed back towards us. Because of that, there's resentment. We've experienced that resentment with others. Because of that, we've lacked peace. But for us to experience all who Jesus is, for us to experience the peace they have, it has to start with gentleness. In fact, Solomon, one of the wisest person to ever live, said it this way in Proverbs 51 and 15.1. It says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. How many of us actually slow down enough to give a gentle answer? This week, I'm going to challenge you to do that. And to do that, you have to start with empathy. You have to place yourself in the other person's shoes. You have to place yourself in the other person's situation. And then respond how you would want somebody to respond to you. That's what gentleness is. It's showing empathy through the situation. Listen, if you're known for being harsh, I want to challenge you to start with this. Start by being gentle. Let your gentleness be evident to all. Number two is do not be anxious. Verse six says, don't be anxious about anything. Right, this is a lot easier said than done. This is a lot easier said than actually lived out, right? But it says, do not be anxious. Again, this ties right back into the do not be afraid. Right, we've heard this kind of theme throughout this series over and over and over again. And this is why I want us to understand. Jesus wasn't born so that we stayed and lived in fear. Jesus wasn't born so that we lived in distress and we stayed in that place, right? That's, that's being held captive to something else. And what that is, sin leads to that captivity, But what Christ did, and the reason why Jesus was born, was to set us free. So I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to move past your fear. Move past your anxiety and don't be anxious about anything. Again, it sounds easy to say. But the truth is, we need to understand and we need to acknowledge that Jesus is bigger than our greatest worry. And we need to understand that, that Jesus is greater than our biggest concern. Right? He's bigger than our, even our, our biggest doubt about who he is. Right? He's bigger than our greatest problem. And we need to acknowledge that. As when we acknowledge that, it moves us to the place where we don't have to be anxious anymore. Right? To overcome worry, to overcome anxiety, we have to remember the truth that Jesus is greater than anything we're facing. He's bigger than anything we're facing. So what I want to do is I want to just give you a little a little lesson and a challenge for you to do, kind of a, a little thing that you can do throughout this week. So maybe if you're struggling with anxiety, I want to give you just something that you can take home and, and do just on a piece of paper. But what I want to do is I want to just shoot out our anxieties out here. So we're going to get a little bit interactive here. So I know this can be a little bit throwing yourself out there and be a little bit vulnerable, but maybe share a little bit of things that maybe you would be anxious about or what people are anxious about, right? So We'll start off, I'll say for me, so finances would be one, right? I think many times we get anxious about finances and bills. Work, right? health, time, kids, oh, in-laws, oh, in-laws, outlaws, no, in-laws. Christmas, the whole season of Christmas, right? 
brings up the news. Expectations. Crush that one. Got a real funny guy here. Got a real funny guy. <laughs> Existentialism is not going to make it on there. <laughs> People's clothing. I'm right in clothing. Anything else, right? Traffic. Oh, my goodness, traffic. To-do list. Walmart, live trip, Walmart, the drive-through, cleaning, getting married. Somebody said staying married. We won't call them out, but but that might. All right, look at this though. So this is kind of how our anxieties go. This is just a list, and it's really sporadic, right? I think we kind of just get bombarded with them, with things that we worry about. And really, they just keep, keep coming at us, and they keep just going at us and really just hitting us in all different directions. But here's what I want you to understand. When you put these here, right, what, what's actually here above it all is this. Jesus. See, the thing is, Jesus is above every one of these situations. He's over every one of these situations. He's in every one of these situations. And he's greater than each and every one of us. We have to acknowledge this. Do not be anxious. This week, I want to challenge you. If you're struggling with that, I want to challenge you to write the things down. Write how they're attacking you but then put Jesus' name over top of them all. And look, what's incredible is each one of these are small things compared to Jesus. Right? Jesus is greater than any worry you have. He's greater than any problem you have. And he's above and he's in control of every problem you have. Right? And what's amazing is he's present through it all. And his presence produces peace in each and every one of those. So don't be anxious. Number two, don't be anxious. Number three is to pray. Again, verse six says, but in every situation by prayer. We experience the peace. We experience the peace of God through prayer because prayer places us in his presence. So simply put, pray. We need to spend time in prayer. And again, prayer is this. It's talking and listening to God. And it's talking to God however you would talk to your friend, right? Again, you don't have to have some crazy language. You don't have to go to the King James, hearketh this, blah, blah, blah. No, just pray to God. Just spend time talking with him. But to spend time talking with you, you actually have to plan that. So I challenge you, plan some time, plan to spend some time with God, right? For you, maybe that's utilizing your drive time. Maybe for you, you commute 
Listen, use that time to talk with God. Use that time to pray. I would say this, you do want to keep your eyes open, right? But use that time to talk with God. For you, maybe that means you actually need to cut off Netflix a little earlier in the evening, right? Use that time. Stay up a little later. Well, use that time to talk with God. Maybe wake up a little earlier. Whatever it is, I want to challenge you to pray. And again, maybe for you, maybe you just need to make a goal to pray more. And maybe part of that is to jump in and to be a part of, of our, our prayer nights on Sunday evenings. We have prayer every, the second and fourth Sunday of every month, and we're starting back up again January 13th. So mark your calendars. From six to seven, we're going to have an hour of prayer. Maybe you mark your calendar for that. Maybe for you, maybe you just need to learn how to pray a little bit more. There's some incredible reading plans on there as well. There's some Bible app plans that talk about us and how to pray. In fact, we've got a couple examples up here, and we'll put these links on our social media page as well. But I'll challenge you to go through those, download those plans, maybe start those plans this week. But begin to pray, right? Apply these principles to your life and begin to pray. And number four is to ask. Again, verse six says this, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, what asking is, is really a continuation of prayer. But I think a lot of times we miss out on this. Right? I think a lot of times we miss out on the gifts of God simply because we don't ask for them. Right? James 4, 2 through 3 says, you do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your own pleasures. For us to experience him, for us to experience his peace, we need to ask for his help. In the midst of our worries, in the midst of our struggles, in the midst of our problems, we need to go to him and we need to ask for help. And I love this word petition. Because if you look at petition, it actually speaks to our motives. It says by prayer and petition. What petition is? Petition is a formal request for a cause. It's something that's thought through. It's something that's put together. It's something that's been processed. It's something that's been dealt upon. And what's incredible about it is that a petition always goes through the correct chains of authority. Listen, when we ask God what we're doing, when we petition God, what we're doing is we're placing him in the correct authority in our life. We're placing him above the problems. We're placing him over top all these things. So I want to challenge you this. I want to challenge you this week to petition God, to ask and place him in, your, place him in the right authority in your life. Right? Ask for his help in the situations you need. Develop a cause, and this cause is his will for your life. I want to challenge you to petition God in your life and ask him for help. And then number five is to give thanks. Again, it says do all these things with thanksgiving. And this is kind of another underlying theme throughout this series. But we're called to give thanks. See, the more we acknowledge God's goodness, the more we experience it. The more we acknowledge that God's working in, through, and around us, the more we're going to experience his peace. So give thanks. Be grateful. Slow down enough to show some gratitude. Slow down enough to be thankful and give thanks in your life. And I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to place yourself in his presence. Listen, no matter what you're going through this Christmas season, for you, maybe this is a hard time. 
Maybe there's some things that you're getting reminded of of loss. Maybe there's things that you're going through right now. Listen, I want you to place yourself in the presence of God because peace is not the absence of trouble, but rather the presence of God. And you can experience his peace. You can experience his peace by being a little more gentle, right? You can experience his peace by, by not being anxious. For you, maybe that's what you need to do. Again, if you think about it, the gentleness is almost an outward approach where you're looking at those around us. And I think we experience peace when we look outward. For you, maybe it's to be more gentle. Maybe there's a, there's a way we experience peace when we look inward as well, which is the do not be anxious portion. For me, for us, maybe it's something we have to deal with within ourselves. And then there's an upward approach as well. For you, maybe it's time to step up your relationship with God. For you, maybe it's time to pray, petition, and give thanks. Listen, whatever it is, whatever situation you're in, I want to challenge you to place yourself in his presence because that's where peace is found. If you would, pull out your connect card in the seat back in front of you. Maybe you're here today. Maybe you've never placed yourself in his presence. Maybe you've never fully committed to him. And you're here and you want to do that. Listen, I want to give you that opportunity. If you're here today and you've never made a commitment to follow Christ, I want you to just check mark that box Check mark the box on the connect card that says, I want to make a commitment to follow him. And if that's you, I want you to believe that God gave his son for you. Then I want you to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Receive him as the gift of hope, of love, of joy, and of peace. Receive his forgiveness for your sins and be connected with God. If that's you, check mark that box. Maybe here today, maybe God's asking you to do something. Maybe for you, God's asking you to, to be a little more gentle in your life. Maybe he's asking you not to be anxious. Maybe he's asking you to, to connect with him more through prayer, petition, thanksgiving, whatever it is. I challenge you to write it down and don't just make it words on a piece of paper. Choose one thing and live it out this week so that you can experience Christmas the way it's supposed to be, so that you can experience peace. There's also a place for prayer requests where we would love to partner with you in prayer. If you would, take this moment to fill that out. If you've been here multiple times, we ask that you just put your name on there, put away maybe a way we can contact you so that you know that we're partnering with you. If you're a first-time guest, we ask that you fill it out completely, and then we actually ask that you take it to the Connect Center because we have a gift for you. You would fill that Connect card out and then also take this time to fill any ties or offerings out as well, and then Daryl will be up in just a moment to explain the next steps. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church Podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www.mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you. And if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week.